0: I think that it really shows that this system is open to every type of individual that it's really showing because most of the time, the typical systems, whether it's the University of America system, the typical ones only have teen and miss. Those are mm-hmm. typically how pageants started. But what's so important about the misses One is that it's showing that you can do it all. That you can balance life, you can balance marriage, you can balance being a mom, and you can still go out in the community and be a title holder. And the fact that we had the most contestants in both years shows that that's exactly what these individuals and these amazing married women are doing.
1: Hello, and welcome to another special quarantined episode of Pageants and Prosecco. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that it's really tough during these times to be in the house and you're getting cabin fever, but thanks for tuning into the podcast and thanks for listening. I have tons of episodes you guys can go back and listen to to keep you a little bit busy and occupied during these times. I hope you guys are staying really, really healthy. And just to go on a quick tangent, I've seen a lot of people on the television say to act like you already have this cocoa virus. Um, that's why I've been calling it the cocoa virus. But act like you already have COVID 19 and prepare yourself in case you're going to get it. Here in my household, we are preparing ourselves for in case we do get it. But honestly, uh, if I put my conspiracy theory hat on, I think I already got it in December because I was really sick with kind of the same symptoms that this virus has. So I think I already have. I think we're immune over here. But nonetheless, in case we do get it, we are strapped up and ready to go and ready to fight. And I'm not using toilet paper to talk about it. So just some rundown on what you guys can do in case you get this from what I've done my research on. This COVID-19 is a respiratory illness. So a lot of people are getting sick and dying because they're ultimately drowning in their own mucus in that Belgium. Uh, I think it's called, but nonetheless, so it's it's a respiratory illness and you need to prepare yourself with your, not just your immune system, just prepare yourself in your household. I have a lot of natural products that I use to fight what the symptoms will be, which is the fever and the mucus. So what I use besides, you know, what everyone's buying, the toilet paper, the bleach, all the household cleaning stuff one if you can't find anything you have to resort back to the natural products that's where the money is and that's where the health is going to be at so what i use is white vinegar and i also use apple cider vinegar when i when it comes to cleaning everything down and wiping everything down and then frequent hand washing of course and not touching your face that's obvious but what you can also do you guys is look up just natural ways to fight a respiratory illness And some tips I have is look at the oils and look at what you're consuming and what you're eating. The best way to fight this is through your immune system and making sure that it's ready to go to fight it as well. That's going to be your leafy green vegetables, of course, and citrus based fruits. You want to get your body into an alkaline state because disease cannot live in an alkaline state. So you want to get the fruits and the veggies that's going to. Um, help put your body in an alkaline state as opposed to a sick state where viruses like this can thrive. And also when it comes to just uh, making sure your breathing is good, oils, essential oils is going to be the best method to fight this off. The ones that I have ready to go are a eucalyptus oil, tea tree oil, lavender oil, and peppermint oil. Mix all those together. You can put the eucalyptus oil alone on your chest in case you get this. You could put it underneath your nose. The peppermint oil is going to instantly open up anything um, that you put it on. <laughs> you can wash in peppermint oil It's going to open up all those pores. You can use a humidifier. I have mine going right now with the eucalyptus oil and lavender oil. But that's going to be the biggest the biggest way that I'm finding this. Also, I have uh, spices, cinnamon, and turmeric, garlic, um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that I just brought, uh, and lemons, regular lemon is going to also, um, help bite this disease. I'm telling you guys this based off experience. I was raised by some people in, from who grew up in down South during some struggling times. So I know a lot of natural ways to get rid of a sickness and take all that stuff that I told you guys, mix it with a little bit of ginger royal, and trust me. This cocoa virus is going to be gone immediately. That's how I take care of a lot of my sicknesses. I don't take a lot of medicine, a lot of modern medicine, but you got to use what nature gave us. And nature gave us the cure in green vegetables and in our oils. That's a little tangent. Let me step down. Oh, this soapbox. It was pretty high. (laughs) And while you guys are busy being quarantined, which is kind of like a, oxymoron sentence busy being quarantined I want to introduce you guys to Shannon Joukowsky our title holder for today that we are highlighting 2020 United States of America's Mrs. So Shannon Joukowsky got married to Chance Joukowsky and they met in Hawaii Mm. and she tells us all about how they met and how she why she was there and why he was there and how they met on a beach and she gave us all these tips and tricks to meet the right guy Hint, hint, ladies, we need to get some plane tickets to Hawaii while they're cheap. <laughs> Shannon also competed for the United States of America's Miss in 2019, and she represented Texas at the time. And she was also 2017 to Miss Texas United States, where she got first run up by nationals. She competed in Miss Hawaii for the America system and Miss Hawaii USA. Shannon, during her pageant career so far, has competed in over 15 pageants. She grew up in Palmdale, California. Both of her parents served on a Los Angeles police department, and today they are both retired as sergeants. She herself has served on a Honolulu police department, which is really interesting. And she was a Katy Independent School District police officer from 2015 to 2019 before she moved to the East Coast. She was a school resource officer. And she served as the department's canine handler with her partner, which was a, Hungar- a Hungarian German shepherd named Cruz. Her husband, Chance, is a sergeant first class, and she's a stepmom to 11-year-old Lily Ann. They, all three of them currently reside in Connecticut because her husband is now stationed there. Shannon went to school at the University of Hawaii, and they got her master's degree at Aragosia University and attended high school at Little Rock High School in California. Her platform is called TAPS, T-A-P-S, which stands for Teen and Police Service Academy. It is an international mentoring program that closes the gap between at-risk students and police officers. While students get an elective credit for their participation in this 13-week program, the mentoring is what's really important. They cover topics like bullying, conflict management, and how to avoid drug use and gangs. And Shannon says now they can go achieve their goals because she helped inspire them and they are encouraging youth towards success, which is another program. She's also a mentor. Keep encouraging youth towards success, keys, like DJ Callis says. She was a member of the track and cross country team at college at the University of Hawaii and was named Academic All Women American Conference. She had a little viral moment during a football game when her husband, who was stationed in South Korea, came back to surprise them during a game at Legacy Stadium where they were honoring veterans. So Shannon was being honored at the time as Mrs. Texas, and she was there with her stepdaughter, Lillianne. And then Chan surprised them, and it was so cute, so adorable. And then they left for Connecticut, where he's now stationed, and that's where they're at right now. And of course, Shannon has faced stereotypes while being a police officer and a beauty queen. The nerve of some people. Fun fact, she also got a full ride scholarship to college for baton swirling. And also another fun fact, I was a judge for Shannon when she was competing for United States of America's Misses in Texas for the Texas title. in twenty. It was for the 2019 it was in 2018 that I judged her. And I am so happy because she won two years later. She, last year in a 2019 competition, it was the first competition for the United States of America's system, USOA system. And I believe she did top five in the inaugural pageant. But this year, second year round, she won. And I am proud to say, as me, as a pageant judge and my pageant knowledge, and expertise that I was able to judge her and another title holder who talked about, Blair. Blair won the teen, USOA teen pageant last year. She was the first USOA teen last year. I judged her, Blair, and Shannon in Texas for the competition, and Blair won the nationals and now Shannon won nationals. So now I feel like my pageant judge certification just went up a little bit because I know what I'm doing in this world and I have chosen two wonderful women who really represented the great state of Texas and thrived honestly they probably won because they're from Texas I know Texas is really big in the pageant world so I don't know what they're doing down there what you guys are doing down there in Texas but your girls are really good and the girl who won Miss MISS USOA Miss Texas at the time she got first runner-up last year, and something happened, and she ended up taking home the national title. A few months later, she was crowned national USOA. So technically, I judge three national beauty pageant title holders, and they won. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Nonetheless, enough about me. Let's talk about Shannon Jakowski. Get your glasses, you guys. She is encouraging a lot of women, whether you are dating someone right now who you see yourself with long-term. Or don't know how your pageant career is going to turn out. Because you kind of want to get married. You kind of want to have kids. But you kind of want to still be your miss. Shannon kind of helps us through all of that on this episode. That's why I really want you guys to listen in. Really tune in. She drops a lot of gems about how she was a better competitor. Knowing that her husband was in the audience. Which is just so, so, I just can't. I just love their story. She details it all out for us. And I just am obsessed. If there's anything you guys take away from this episode, just know that Shannon tells us that you can reach your pageant heights, your careers, your goals, your ambition, and even though you have a really, really heavy and big rock on your finger, it's not going to weigh you down. Grab your glasses and tune in. Shannon and welcome to the episode hello thank you for having me I am so excited to interview you because I don't know if you remember I'll jog your memory but I judged you when you competed yes. for USOA for Texas. Mrs. Texas yes
0: I do remember I remember your face and I was looking at the website I was like hey I know her <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was trying my best to be intimidating I don't know if it was <laughs> yeah,
0: book I was reading I remember that you asked me what book I was reading and I actually had been reading a book and I had it on the side of my like the bed in the hotel and when you asked that question like I couldn't remember what the name of the book was and that's like the one thing I always remember from my interview with you was you asked me what book I was reading I had a book I was reading but I could not remember the name of the book
1: oh that always happens when I me. Mean, like you could see it <laughs> can't think of the name yes I could see it like laying on the nightstand <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And we also have Alex, my intern, joining us on this episode as well. Hello, Alex. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having yeah. me. Hi, Alex. Hi, Shannon. Shannon, I just want to start off. First, we know a little bit about you already, but one thing that stood out to me was that you competed in, like, 15 pageant competitions. <laughs> Do you even remember yes. the first time you competed and what your first competition was
0: like? Yes, actually. So I got into pageantry through the art of baton twirling. I earned a scholarship to college as the feature twirler to the University of Hawaii in Manoa. And I hadn't been on the competition floor in a while. And I had a regional competition coming up. So I had entered into one of the Miss Hawaii America preliminaries. It was the Miss Vaahila, And I wore my new gown and I had gotten Swimsuit, I did my talent and I ended up winning the prelims, which got me into Miss Hawaii, and that was for 2009. And that's what actually started my pageant career because I started with baton twirling because we had our own form of pageantry in baton twirling. But what actually got me started into pageants was in 2009 from twirling. And I've competed almost every year, but one time when I was in the police academy, I was pretty busy with work and so I couldn't do a pageant that year but I think I've been to six different nationals until I finally was able to capture a national title. So you competed in that many competitions in the last 10 years? Yeah so I did uh, for the Miss America system I did the prelims and then state. so there was two a year and I did three years that's that six pageants in three years then I did the Hawaii USA for two years. And so, what that's so seven, eight. I did uh, another system for three years. I did a prelim for that. So, that's four or five. Ba- I, I probably have done 15 or so pageants. And every time I probably only won six, about half of them. And for me, it wasn't, I learned a lot about myself from not winning. I actually saw this, a picture someone posted that was um what does it say it says like a loser is someone who doesn't stop and keeps getting up again and to me that's really so it says a winner is just a loser who tried one more time and that is truly my pageant career because I competed lots of different times and I didn't always win and I learned what I wanted to do and how I could better myself every time I didn't win
1: I love that quote I never really thought about that, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you just need that one W. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And then your life kind of just
1: takes off from there.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I decided to come back after last year when I didn't, I didn't make the top three and I was so excited for my roommate was Mrs. Oregon. And so she ended up getting first on her up and I was like in tears for her, as well as our team won the national title. And that was what like I was crying backstage and girls kept looking at me. I was like, no, these are not tears of sadness that I didn't make it. These are tears of joy for the girls that did make it. <laughs> and I decided I wanted to come back again. And I, I, had a different mindset this year like I really just had fun plus my husband was here last year he was stationed in Korea which was really hard I couldn't really talk to him and I couldn't have him there and he was able to be here with me in Vegas this past year
1: oh and I just want to say thank you and your husband both for your service
0: oh thank you
1: we love what we do it's true we really do (laughs) every time if someone
0: says that to him he's like I love my job (laughs) but he does (laughs) What persuaded
1: you to go into the police force?
0: I'm actually fourth generation law enforcement. My mom and dad are retired LAPD. My stepdad is a Santa Monica police officer. And then on my dad's side is where the fourth generation comes from. But it wasn't something I always wanted to do. I wanted to be an astronaut. Like I went to space camp, I did my senior project on it. And through that, I realized that I wasn't really into wanting to become an astronaut anymore. Uh, I studied sociology in college and my sophomore year in college one of my friends was raped and through that I realized I wanted to be able to help people and that was kind of my transformation into wanting to be co- go into law enforcement.
1: Oh wow that's so tough. What was it about being um, an astronaut that kind of turned you off? Oh <sighs>
0: I can't remember. It was 20 years ago, but I did, I remember doing my senior project and all of the research that I did through that, it wasn't something that I had the passion for. And it was kind of, I was distraught because that was what I always wanted to do. And then to come to find out that I wasn't passionate about it, it was like, well, what do I do now? And um, I I studied sociology and that was kind of like people, you know, in general, like how they interact and why they interact. And I always
1: love talking, so <laughs> I
0: figured why not?
1: <laughs> it kinda of like a perfect blend, a perfect match.
0: It was, you know, life life happens
1: the way it needs to for everyone. So it kinda worked out. I'm sorry to hear that story also about your friend too.
0: Yeah, you know, it was I was really hard but it helped us all grow better as friends in a way. Like I was away from college when that happened. And so I couldn't be there to help her. we remember getting the phone call and it was like, well, what can I do? And at the same time, like I've learned a lot about situations from work through that. And so now I know how to better help people whether it's in their resolution stage or it's in the preventative stage. But most of the time it's just, what can you do to help afterwards?
1: You know, I think a lot of times people find their passion when it comes to, like, when they go through tragedy or mm-hmm. just something traumatic. That's when people mm-hmm. realize what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I said. Everyone has their, their story. And I think what's important is your why. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, of course, I know you had to have had a why when you were competing for o8 Mrs. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. also competed, like you mentioned in the beginning, Um, I judge you during the inaugural pageant, not just in Texas, but the national pageant as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Can you tell us a little bit more about the USOA system for those who are unfamiliar with it? I know it's still in its early infancy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love everything the USOA system has. I actually met Tannis, the director, in 2016 through another system. And I loved who she was (laughs) and what she was about so when I realized that she had created USOA and I read what it was and that it was about empowering and uplifting and it was why, like like figuring out your why in a way that I knew I wanted to be a part of it. And to me, I think what's so important is it's that sisterhood. Like I know people always say it, right? In pageantry, oh, there's a sisterhood. But this system, like this year at Nationals, one of the girls in the Miz division, there was a top six and I think they only announced the top five. Oh, they were getting ready to have the top six go on, but she didn't know she had made top six. So Tanis was running backstage trying to find and tell the girl you had made top six. And I, I wasn't on that side of the backstage when it happened, but I heard all the girls helped her get ready. Mm-hmm. Like those are your other competitors who she just beat out. Right. But what did they do? They helped her get ready because they wanted her to succeed and that's what this system is all about like i've said i've competed in lots of different systems some have been great some haven't but what i love about the USOA system is that the girls truly help each other out even when you would think we're just competition because i always
1: like to look at it as i'm not competing against these individuals i'm competing with them i love that and one of the things that is on the website about the USOA competition is that it says that we believe the true definition of beauty is a unique set of combinations that make you you Mm
0: -hmm. and the motto
1: is to empower women inspire others and uplift everyone
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i love that Mm
0: -hmm. yes because it's not only about being on that stage right because there's only there's one winner in every category so there's four winners but taking having the confidence to get on that stage and knowing that you've progressed every single time you've practiced is what's important. Mm -hmm. Like I've been really fortunate that I have the Colorado girls out here, the Ms, miss and misses that I are kind of been like my sister queen. So I represented New Mexico at the national level, but I've been living in Colorado and I'm just with New Mexico. So it really worked out. But those three girls, we worked together walking interview outfits we did we did uh, events together and to see their growth because you don't always see your own growth right mm-hmm. but to see other girls growth that I was competing with on that stage and that those are the girls I hung out with the whole entire time like that to me is what's so it's that sisterhood it's what's important it's why a lot of the girls keep coming back we had a lot of girls that came back from a second year
1: I up, noticed up, that too year.
0: yes yes i noticed that and that to me it says a lot about the system about the director and about once again that sisterhood
1: and i think we need that nowadays in pageantry because there's a lot of pageants out here that are kind of like really disappointing for some contestants when they compete at nationals (laughs) and then they're like well what now so i can know that there are um you know there, there is some systems that are have like not the best and are showing a bad light that there are systems that are really good and sincere and genuine and mm-hmm. just fairly and not catty
0: right no absolutely and that's uh what i like so much also about the based system is how it's broken down where at the national level your interview is 50 percent, and then your swimsuit and your evening gown are worth 25 and that gets your prelim score and then when you make the prelims it kind of goes Back it switches, so then your evening gown and your your swimsuit are worth twenty five, and then that gets you into the top three, and then the top three is interview, which is fifty percent. So how Tannis had explained it was that shows not only so it's it's interview heavy, right, for the prelims because it's fifty percent of it, and then it's twenty five and twenty five. But then they swap it, so in order to get in the top three, you have to be stage presence. Because it's your your swimsuit and your gown that get you into that top three. So ultimately, it's well-roundedness of a contestant throughout the whole competition. So that not only can you speak and be eloquent in your talking, but you also have that stage presence that they know when you need to turn it on, you turn it on. And I really, she explained
1: that this year. And I was like, I love that. I like it. I'm looking at it now. So prelims, interview is 50%. And then swimsuit and evening gown are both 25.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then final fitness, swimsuit and evening wear are 25 to each. And the stage question is 50%. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. So then it so really it, is interview, and interview heavy.
0: It is in a way. But I mean, that's what you're doing when, like right now, what are we doing? We're doing an interview, right? And so you need to be able to talk to people about who you are, what you do, what the system is. and And also need to be able to go to events and know that you can look the part representing not only yourself but an organization as a national title holder and that's what we're doing i'm not just Shannon jakowski representing my family i'm also united states america's missus representing all the other misses that i competed with on that stage
1: you know i'm glad you brought that up that's a good point too um to compete at a missus level mm-hmm. some people would say like What's the point? You know, aren't your dreams retired? All the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important for you to still compete and represent for the women who are married? Because you can do both. As as
0: a as a wife, as a married woman, as as a mom, as someone who is a career driven individual, like this shows that you can do it all, that you've already accomplished so much right in your life and that you're still trying to show those individuals out there whether they're your kids or your neighbor's kids or just that little girl that you meet down the street that you can do it that if you believe in your dreams you can literally do anything and one of the I have two sayings that I always try to feel like my own mantra it's if you believe it you can achieve it right and then the other Mm -hmm. one is you try your hardest and your best and you're proud of your accomplishments that one's from my mom So I knew that no matter what, when I got off that stage, before they even called my name, I was proud of how I did. And that no matter what, whether I was the winner or if Texas was the winner, that I was so proud of how well I performed, that it didn't matter, right? I'd be proud of both of us because I crowned her. So I'd be ecstatic if it was her or if it was me. But that's what's so important in the Mrs. Division is that you are competing more for just yourself. You're already a team because you have your spouse and you have your family and what better way to empower all the other individuals out there is to let them know that you can do it just because you're married doesn't mean your life is over it's another beginning it's another journey
1: I think that's really important to say I think that the stereotype not the stereotype but like the people think that like when you're married, you're like trapped and you're, you're stuck mm-hmm. as a mother and you're in the house or you can't have a career and kids right. and you got to choose or, you, you know. And you we're gotta, showing it. And you don't follow your own that Right.
0: Yeah. And what I think was so interesting was this year and last year, the Mrs. Division had the most contestants. Really? So what is that even? True? Yes. Yeah. The Mrs. Division, we had 20 contestants this year. That was the most out of all of the other three divisions as well as last year in 2019, that Misses had the most contestants.
1: Holy cow. What Mm -hmm. do you think that says, that women still have that pageant bug in them? Yes, that
0: it's, I think that it really shows that this system is open to every type of individual. That it's really shown, because most of the time the typical systems, whether it's the University of America system, the typical ones only have Teen and Miss. Those are typically how pageants started. But what's so important about the Mrs. One is that it's showing that you can do it all. That you can balance life, you can balance marriage, you can balance being a mom, and you can still go out in the community and be a title holder. And the fact that we had the most contestants in both years shows that that's exactly what these individuals and these amazing married women are doing.
1: Aw, I love that. What did your husband say when um you told him that you wanted to be pageants? Did he know that? Well, he had to know you as a pageant person when he met you. Uh, yeah,
0: so we met in oh, gosh 2012. We met and we met on the beach in in Hawaii. And really? He came. Yes, we did. We have one of those um, I don't know romantic sure. stories, the movie stories. <laughs> we met on the beach and. He knew that I had done pageantry. That was something we'd always talked about. And he came to one of my pageants in 2013. And I got uh, the next, I didn't win that one, which like I said, happened most of my career. The next day he actually moved to Texas. And so that was really hard was he moved to Texas and I stayed in Hawaii for another year and a half, but he wasn't able to make it to nationals last year. And then this year, every time they turned the house lights on, I could see him. And I could see him and I would get eye contact with him and there's all these other people out in the audience. But when I looked over at him, I knew he was looking at me and that knowing that he was there, right, and, and supporting me. And it just was such an ease. It was just such a relaxing feeling
1: knowing that I had him there. I think that kind of changes the dynamic of preparing for competitions too, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Knowing that you have someone that you can strongly lean on as opposed Mm to when you're preparing like single, not like you don't have friends or family, but to have that strong support system as a husband.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, like I said, it's, it's a team. It's a team effort. Uh, not only are, I mean, it's also a financially team effort, right? Because if you know how much pageants can be expensive and that's something you have to decide as a team, if you can afford it, if it's something you want to do. I mean, he's been like, he'll like help pick up outfits for me. And he's like, you look great in that dress. And he'll you know take my extensions out when I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Uh, but ultimately <laughs> I think it's when you find your perfect match, in your spouse then that's what's important and then when you guys decide what you want to do as a family whether it's you want to compete or you want to do any other activities it's a team effort and it needs to be a decision that's made together because because you're a team as a married couple
1: i love that i I love that so you're pretty much telling us to marry someone who's rich (laughs) <laughs> and I will support the pageant dreams and buy his dresses <laughs> marry your best friend that's the best thing I can say because he he
0: is definitely my best friend and that's a, what was really hard when he was gone in Korea is that he makes me laugh he makes me smile he if I'm sad I know that all I need to do is get a hug from him and I'll be okay and I think that's what's important in finding finding your your soulmate you know whoever that person is is that they're Become your best friend, whether they become your best friend or they were your best friend.
1: I think it just helps with relationships. Okay, so we need to go to Hawaii. Alex, notes we need to go to Hawaii. (laughs) Lay out on a beach until the right guy comes along.
0: Yeah, and then fall in love. (laughs) But, like, we've been together for over eight years, and we've only been married, we've been married for almost two, and we just had our wedding in November 2019. And so we did our, our stories, ours, a lot of people in the military sometimes get married young in their relationship, because the military will move, move you together as a married couple, but if you're not married, then you, they don't always let your girlfriend or boyfriend go with you. And so, a lot of times, people end up getting married young in the military. Well, we waited. We were together for like six years before we got married
1: because we wanted to make sure we, you know, we did it on our time. Yeah, I feel like you like have to know somebody, and it takes that much time to really know someone. Yeah, and
0: everyone's timelines Mm -hmm. different, right? Just like in life, everyone does things at a different time and a different speed. And you, I don't know, I guess you know, you'll know when it's right. I know I met my prince charming, and I'm grateful for that.
1: Oh, I'm over here with all the feels. <laughs> it's early. I wish I was sipping on some wine, but I'm sipping on a fruit smoothie. Um, I have to ask, do you enjoy any libations?
0: Yes, I I am a wine gal. And I will say that it's funny that your, your podcast is pageant and Prosecco, because the first time I had Prosecco was after the USOA Texas pageant. <laughs> So I had gone out with my family, we had ate dinner and I came back and some of the girls that I had competed with, one of our other friends was in town to support us and it was her birthday weekend. So those girls who I just competed with and just had won over, they invited me up to their room and we all had some Prosecco and laughed and giggled. And to me, that was one of my favorite memories from that pageant weekend is that these are empowering women who are having that sisterhood right and that was the first time I had Prosecco and I was like oh my gosh this is actually pretty good but uh that's one of my favorite memories from that pageant weekend is being able to laugh and hang out with the girls who I just competed with on stage and they weren't you know they didn't shun me off because I had won they embraced me as one of their friends and one of their sisters so you tell me I missed the prosecco that, that 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 night? You did. You actually did. I I didn't know it was coming, and I went up to hang out with them, and they
1: happened to have the prosecco. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even know. I don't think I was doing a pageant at that time, and the podcast at the time. Um, no, I
0: think you. I think it. you might have been. I don't know for sure because it was just it was. Uh, October 2018, so it's October 2018.
1: Yeah, it had to be like a little baby, baby podcast at the time. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) A little, just a little glass of prosecco. (laughs) Oh my goodness! I missed a prosecco. (laughs) I know. I left immediately after. I went home because I think I had a drive. I think it was. We stayed at night so i was smart you know what? i did judge you you really stood out amongst the girls not saying anyone else did bad or anything but you really stood out amongst the women that i can that um were competing in your division mm-hmm. and as a i'm a, mainly a contestant but people say like girls know or the judges know who's gonna win as soon mm-hmm. as all the girls walk in and as a judge i was like oh I could tell you were going to win as soon as you walked in. Like, I see what they're talking about. Now I need to get my life together as a contestant because I see from the judge's point of view. And for me, judging you, I was trying to be like as a stiff, I wanted to be like the stiff judge because I thought like my face is so young that no one takes me serious. But it was so easy talking to you. Um, and I kept asking you questions about being a police officer mm-hmm. and you just kept answering it, And I was like, dang, she's so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, and then you look so gorgeous in your white gown on stage. Oh, and I'm like, you, oh, girl. she's going to do so good. And I actually take, um, I add this to my pageant resume now because you and Blair, because mm-hmm. Blair was a teen mm-hmm. at the time. I judged both of you guys. And now you guys both won national title holders. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I judge two people who are national title holders. Uh-huh. Give me some accreditation as me as a judge. <laughs> Blair is, I've known Blair since
0: 2016. And it was, it has been so much fun watching her grow into the beautiful young woman who she is, as well as being a part of her, her family with her mom, her dad, and her little sister that when she won State, like I was I was over the moon. And then when we went on to nationals and she won, I was literally bawling backstage. And so when I had won and I went backstage, because, you know, they have you walk off before all four of us came back on. She was the first person that hugged me. And knowing that it was in a way um, full circle, right? That our, our pageant careers have really intertwined. House pageantry, I'm really able to watch. Like you talked about Blair and I, how we you judge both of us. We both won national title holders now. And that it was really neat being able to watch her grow these last i've known her since 2016 so these last four years how much pageantry really does bring people together if you allow it to and it's been really fun watching her growth as not only a contestant and a title holder but as a young lady
1: what advice would you have for the women who are single who are competing Um, or even the ones who are engaged in competing when it comes to trying to balance a relationship? Mm -hmm.
0: So I think what's important is that you figure out who you are, right? Whether it's who you are in pageantry, who you are in your relationship, who you are in your work life, that that's what's important is you figure out who you are. And So once you know who you are in each of those levels, then you know how to balance it. And so uh, like my, my husband and I've been together for eight years i've been in law, a law enforcement officer for over nine years i've competed in pageant for over ten years, so I knew who I was in each of those areas. I think that's why I was able to have such a fun time this last nationals was I knew who I was, right I knew my purpose, and I had fun with it. I wasn't comparing myself to any of the other girls. I think that's what's really important too, and in that you just live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that when you have fun, you can really see it on stage. It's something Blair had told me last year, where she's like, there's no way I thought I was going to win. I just went and had fun. And then what did she do? She won.
1: That's true. And that's one thing I noticed about her, too, was why she, I think why she won, too, was she was having fun on stage. She looked like she was having fun. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and as a judge when you're I mean I've judged pageants before too when you're on watching the contestants the one who's having fun is who your eyes are drawn to like the person who looks nervous right like sometimes you might get nervous energy too or the one who maybe isn't happy with her hair and makeup so she's grumpy then you're like oh I wonder why she's upset but the individual who is glowing because she's having so much fun that's who you're attracted to your eyes go to that person and what better way to encompass pageantry in general is than to have fun on that stage. Put in all the effort before, right? All the blood, sweat, and tears before and have fun, just like any other sport that you do. Put in all the work beforehand. When it comes to game
1: day, go out there and give it all. That's great advice. I, you know, we always ask people for their gems and for their piece of advice towards the end of this episode. Would you say that's one of your mm-hmm. biggest piece of advice for people um, just, just to encourage them? I would say when it comes to pageantry in
0: general is put all put in the work beforehand like I said like any other sport put in the work get your outfits get your hair get everything set up so that you know when it comes to the day of the competition you don't have to worry because you put in the work beforehand and then enjoy it enjoy it so you're having fun one of the judges had asked me in my interview like how did it feel last year when I didn't win and I was like well you know I've lost more than I've won. So it wasn't anything different. But what I'm doing this year is that I'm having fun, that I'm enjoying my experience, that I am want to be able to look back and say how much of an exciting time that weekend was and not how nervous I was, that I really just wanted to have fun. And that was something that I know my mom had told me afterwards when I came off stage. She was like, you look like you're having fun. And I was like, I was. <laughs> And that, then, no matter how your performance is, right? No matter how the judges rate you, if you had fun, then they can't take that away from you. No one can take that away from you, whether you win or not. If you had fun on that stage, that's what's important. You leave it all on stage, and you have fun.
1: I love it. I love it. And also, before you let us, before I let you go, do you have any book recommendations or anything that you're currently reading that you would like to put us on? You would ask me that question. <laughs>
0: well, I was reading a book that I was at Nationals reading. I think it's called like The Neighbor Next. I can't remember what it's called. It had three books in it. And um, they're kind of interesting. But actually, I remember the one I just read that I really liked. It was called The Escape okay. Room. So it was kind of like uh, – games that are going on like those game rooms that you go and you play but it's called the escape room i can't remember who wrote it i'm terrible at that but it was a hardback book but i like and i think it's from being in the world of law enforcement there's two genres i like of books i love the love and cry like the romantic comedy type of books or i like the crime scene
1: thrillers okay
0: Not the spooky, but like the really, you can't stop reading because you want to know what happens next.
1: So like a good Agatha Christie novel. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Agatha Christie, (laughs) she's the one who made the and then there were none. Um, The idea of people Uh -uh. invited to a dinner party and then they all like die one at a time. And it's like the the murder mystery, the dinner murder mystery is based off of Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie? And then, okay, I'm. She's like a um. Even she like had a mystery of her own. She disappeared for eleven days, but she one one the one movie, Knives Out, that's out right now is based on her
0: book. Oh, okay. I'll have to. I wrote it down. I'll have to read it. I feel like I get, when I get into a book, it's either I get into a book or I get into like a show and like, I can't stop on either one of them. You know what I mean? It's like your guilty pleasure. Like I bring my book everywhere with me. It's my purse and I read it and I read it and I read it. Like I'll read it in the car and my husband's like, what are you doing? Talk to me.
1: And I'm like, I have to read the book. Like, (laughs) I have to read my book.
0: (laughs) Oh. Like, or oh. I'm into like a show and you have to watch the episodes like it's one of the two and he
1: end up binge watching it for like 10 hours so you're like oh
0: my goodness like when your book's over don't you feel like where are my friends at like
1: you became friends with these characters in the book right 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 <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness well Shannon I appreciate your time so much and thanks for joining us on the podcast and for letting us know oh, a little bit more about who you are and about the United States of yeah. America's this competition Of course.
0: Thank you for having me. It was wonderful talking to you ladies.